Skeleton Gang. All right, back for the first time, for the second time. The first person to be on here twice. That that was way better than the first time for the second time. Kerm, what's up? Hey! <laughs> I love Regos Ryan so much, I came back for a second time. Ooh, I love Kerm all up on me, um, like virtually, because we haven't met in person, but Kerm all up on my Zoom. Zoom Kerm. Yeah, Kerm's everywhere, baby. Yeah, I had, uh, I had some popcorn in my beard. This dude totally saved me. Otherwise, I'd be looking like a jackass right now. It wouldn't be like trying to scratch their screen and stuff. That'd be funny, though. Hey, got to look out for the fam. Hell yeah. They have the cinnamon toast uh, the cinnamon toast crunch. They have it mixed with popcorn now. So it's like cinnamon sugar popcorn. It's oh, God, that sounds lit. like crack. It's pretty lit, dude. Like, I'm not going to front. Like, it's, uh, it's almost like caramel corn, but like not as like um, abrasive. You feel me? I do feel you. Yeah, I want some of that. I want some of that in my life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Little little cinnamon, cinnamon toast crunch popcorn. Mm, good stuff. Anyway, bro, how you been, dude? Everywhere video dropped, man. How's it? Uh, how's it living? It's living. It's living large. It's living in charge, baby. Um, I'm living good. Uh, honestly, everything in my whole universe has been amazing as of late. I'm all sorts of happy. I got all sorts of creative energy and. I have so much shit that's going to be dropping soon, and I'm so excited. Hell yeah, dude. Shit. Uh, let's talk a little bit about it, man. I know you made a big post yeah. about some of the stuff that's coming out. Uh, one of the things included is You're an Eye track. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, shit. Cats out of the bag. Oh, that's right, y'all. Perm and Reckless Ryan about to come together for a little collab. We're going to have it. We're going to be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm. What you drinking on? Oh, man. Bud Light Pumpkin Spice Seltzer. Damn! <laughs> I'm feeling festive. You know what I'm saying? This um, this it's fall, we're going, real, yeah, we're going real festive up in here. Uh, the wife has been uh, decorating everything hardcore, so it's like a haunted house up in this up in this place. Dang. You get scared walking around in there? At night, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, at night, man, that was... Woo! That pumpkin spice is not as good the next time. Yeah, it looked pretty uh, pretty different. Hey, man. <laughs> you know so I'm going to keep it real. The first time I had it, I was like, yo, this is lit. This is good. And you know what it is? It's because I had that name, Cinnamon Toast Scrunch Popcorn. Not a sponsor. <laughs> but sponsor us. Hey, for real, though. But, dude, yeah. Get no, at us, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. What's up? I said, get at us, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Get at us. I mean, that's like my favorite cereal for real, for real, though. So, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, yeah, dude, so let's talk about what So, what have you been up to, bro, since the last episode. Last episode, you were getting ready for your uh, your collab uh, EP to drop, I believe. Yeah, America Must Burn. Put that out with Real Venom uh, back in January. And one of the featured tracks featured a dude named Grandmaster Wave. And that was our first time working together. From that song, we both wanted to make an EP together. And now, since then, we're going to have another EP come out. And it's me and Grandmaster Wave. And it's going to be called Tunes from the Cutting Room Floor, out October 22nd. Ooh, you heard it here first. Maybe not. Maybe not first. But you heard it here right here. (laughs) Oh, it's first. Yeah, this is the first place I've announced the date. We actually just settled on it very recently. And I just submitted everything to my distribution label last night. 
Ooh. So this is an exclusive. There we go. Hey, you know what I'm saying? It was destiny that I had to push this shit back like three or four weeks. You know what I'm saying? A little behind the scenes. Uh, I've been blowing Kerm off. Not on purpose. Family shit. But you know what I'm saying? We got it connected. We got the Kerm reckless connection right here, baby. Yeah. So. Mm, that Kerm reckless Ryan. Nobody can handle it. No one can stop us. No, they powerful. can't. No, they can't. So I know something that we had talked about uh, off air on the last episode was, dude, tell me about your uh, fan, your fascination, your fan, whatever, with uh, WWE, man. Oh, bruh. Born and raised with wrestling. Not just not just WWE, not just WWF. I was a big uh, WCW fan, an ECW fan as well. Um, I think, personally, any like major wrestling from... I want to say like 85, maybe 88, right? Like maybe somewhere in the mid to late 80s mm-hmm. up until like 2006 is like just awesome. Like it's, I love it. Any pay-per-view, any match, most wrestlers, I'm probably into it. I probably know who they are. Um, past 2006, w- w- in that Ruthless Aggression era, we start we start getting like <laughs> eh, little stuff that's like kind of weird, maybe not, maybe not too great. Once they turn it and make it for kids, that shit took a nosedive. And that's not to say that there's nothing about it that I, I like at all, but I don't I don't watch it like that no more. I'll watch like the best matches of each year. Right. And that's that's like really it. But oh my God, I love wrestling. Um I grew up idolizing Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. There you go. Um and yeah, I mean, I just have so many favorites. I mean, watching Shane McMahon wrestle was always like either the McMahons really, because you knew they were gonna get their ass beat. You you knew that they were gonna like bleed for the company, you gotta admire that. Shane was um, crazy, bro. That dude would jump off anything, dude. Yeah, even late into his life. I mean, you know, to, to see him do it recently, that was mm-hmm. nuts. That that match was a lot of him and Taker just kind of laying on the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're just so old. Yeah. Oh, God bless the Undertaker, though. I mean, his match, his all of his matches at WrestleMania. I mean, especially the one with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania twenty five. <clears throat> oh my God! I mean. You talk about telling a story through wrestling or right. even um, I forget what WrestleMania it was, but Ric Flair's send off match against Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, it gives you chills. It gives the emotions, you chills. the emotions. Everyone's sitting there crying at the end. Yeah. I mean, the way I look at it, honestly, I think a lot of people fall short with wrestling because they go, well, it's not real. It's fake. Everything's fake. Nothing's real. Nothing's Facts. Authentic. Facts. But I look at wrestling not as real or fake. I look at it as like masculine macho theater. Yo, it's straight theater. Up. If if everybody was popping steroids, it's 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 your favorite musical. It's Hamilton. It's just if everybody was roided up. Yeah, now there's no steroids in wrestling theater. really now. Yeah, that's all it is. It's, it's yeah. just hardcore macho theater. I mean, the guys <laughs> and and the ladies who are all wrestling out there, they have to act. They have to be able to memorize a script because there's no more going off script. That's why we don't have any Stone Cold Steve Austin's or The Rock these days mm-hmm. because they're all scripted. Those guys, they went off the script. They loved their characters and they just took it to new places that a writer would never be able to do. You ain't lying on that, bro. Yeah, no, I, I love the heated opinions, man, because that's how I feel too, bro. Like, I'm the only uh, person that I know, like, not person, but I guess in, in person, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know that watches wrestling because I, I still watch, I watch like the pay per views and shit. I don't watch every fucking, mm. I ain't got time for that shit, but I watch the pay per views if Who I got does? Time. Yeah, exactly, bro. I'll keep up on Twitter and shit. That's why it's made, right? And so, 
uh dude it's also watch like the modern shit and everything too it sucks like compared you know what i'm saying but it's like it's still just watching a tv show you know what i'm saying it's yeah go into it being like oh i hope this person wins or loses you know like i don't give a fuck about that i'm just like dude i hope they do some crazy ass shit you know what i'm saying yeah i will admit there's sometimes where i'll pull for one wrestler over another and it's really rare but it's normally if i don't believe that the wrestler that is on screen deserves the push right um that they're getting so for listeners out there who don't fuck with wrestling or you don't really know what it means when i say getting a push it kind of means who's getting momentum behind them who's getting a storyline who's getting maybe a title shot who's getting actually to win the title you know all the writers and everyone kind of decides that behind the scenes and um, there's certain wrestlers, well, they will push them despite the audience not wanting them. Um, classic example, Roman Reigns. Everybody fucking hated that guy for, for years and years and years. And mm-hmm. people still don't really like him too much now. And Vince and the WWE has been shoving him down our throats for, for who knows how fucking long. And, and the guy, he's just not that good. He's not that good. Is he bad? No, not at all. Not at all. But is, should he be one of the top guys in the company? Fuck no. So, you, you know, you, you, you got some shit like that, but uh, very rarely am I ever really rooting for someone to win. I usually am in the same camp as you. I just want to see some cool-ass stunts, and I want to see some awesome-ass shit. Uh, yeah. I love Mick Foley because that dude went out there, and he fucking did some cool-ass shit every goddamn time. The mm-hmm. people that went out there and really wrestled, you see it on them. Mick Foley's missing a goddamn ear. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> A goddamn ear, so half his stars. teeth. <laughs> yeah, I mean that guy. I mean, legend, absolute legend. That's that's a guy who really is passionate and really loves what he's doing. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, uh, the only person like hold up, Ooh, beer burp. The only person who like I'm really fucking with right now, and obviously he's not even signed to anyone technically right now, is Bray Wyatt, bro. Bray Wyatt, the the fiend character. Oh my god, dude, that's like I can't believe they let him go. I can't believe that they let that man walk. He was one of the coolest things that they had in the last like 10 years, in my opinion. That guy's entrance, mm-hmm. so good with all the lights everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he calls them their fireflies. And I mean, like, you can see from the fan participation alone that he's a favorite, that people like him. And he was something different. I mean, Bray Wyatt, to me, the matches I saw him in, because I, I haven't seen a lot of his work, mm-hmm. just because he is one of the newer guys to me, that guy had a charisma to him that a lot of wrestlers had in the 90s he's weird but in a good way right and it's not like too forced even though it is and he has like that spooky quality to him like the undertaker and there really hasn't been another guy that's come along like that that's really been spooky in a way where he's also serious you know because you got guys like the boogeyman right from like 2003 or however long ago that guy was was from he was spooky joke yeah but he's just a joke. He's he's yeah. spooky. But he ain't winning no shit. He ain't he ain't fucking beating anybody up. If he does, you're gonna be off the show in a couple months. <laughs> you know that's another thing is. Thanks. There's sometimes in wrestling where they'll do some shit and they ruin somebody's career because they just can't come back from it. Um, like a Mark Marrow, like the when Sable Sable bombed him, nobody could come back from that at that time because it was so humiliating to be beat up by a woman uh, in like '99 or 2000 or whenever that was. It's crazy how the uh, the world has changed now, man. It's like intergender stuff is not common, but it's a lot more accepted now. You know what I'm saying? Which is good. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy I mean, how quick the world changes. 
Yeah. And it's really incredible to see the progress and to just see the disparities and how different things are just by going back and watching some sort of media from yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, but more on that though, mm. I really, really love what WWE has done in the last, like, I want to say six years with women's wrestling in particular. I saw a bunch of matches um, from NXT from like somewhere between like 2015 and like 2018. And it was between golden. Era. Yeah. It was between what they were calling as like the, the four horse woman yep. of wrestling or something like that. But Bailey and Sasha Banks, God damn, God fucking damn. <laughs> those ladies know how to put on a show. I mean, mm -hmm. it's incredible to see women be respected and to get real time because for all of you out there who don't know women in wrestling used to be used as a plot device for a man or just there to be some titties and ass. I mean, that was it. Their actual matches would be maybe five to six minutes long. Everything would get botched. Everything would get messed up. Nothing would get landed. I mean, it'd be move after move of just, just, just them falling over and shit, like not even mm -hmm. really fighting. And, um, it's come so far and for so long, it was so fucking terrible. And uh, I'm really glad. I'm really glad that I've lived to see the day where women are at least respected in wrestling. And, uh, you know, they get a fair shake. They get some time on screen. They get a real match. They even get pay-per-views where it's just them. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. And it's cool because it's not just uh, wrestling either. MMA, you know what I'm saying? And MMA was like a big push for that as well with Ronda Rousey yeah. and Cyborg and shit, dude. Like Holly Holmes or whatever her name was. Like even like the women's like MMA now is still top dog. Like, I mean, you don't see as many like main event, you know, cause they, I, they just don't have as many big, big superstars. I'm like famous wise. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. man, like even uh, cause I try to watch uh, the UFC every weekend cause I have ESPN plus and shit. So I get to watch fight nights and all that shit too. Oh shit. Yeah, dude. So I try to like really keep an eye on it, you know, cause it's, I mean, it's cool. It's fun to watch. And, uh, Dude, a lot of the women's fights are fucking, they're brutal, dude. They're way better than the men's fight. It's crazy, man. Like, the way that the world has come, it's it's cool. You know what I'm saying? There's obviously still a bunch of fucking problems. Don't, don't get it. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Don't and get and new problems are, are, are popping up every day. It's not like we're, every we're day. you know, all rainbows and, and fucking pots of gold all over the goddamn place. But um, No, it's pots no, of COVID. No, we've, we've come... <laughs> a very, very far away as a society, you know, at least as a country, America has progressed a lot in the last 25 years or so. That being said, we've walked maybe five or six steps down a mile path. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we have a long fucking way to go with so many things, but you know, some of the hard conversations that we're just now starting to have are long overdue, but at least they're being had and we can be grateful for that. Yeah, you ain't lying on that, man. You ain't lying on that. It's uh, it, it's crazy. Like, I know, I know you're real political, and you got real good ideas, and you and me bounce ideas back and forth sometimes uh, on like Messenger and shit. And uh, it, tell me, man, on on some of the new stuff, are you still keeping it that level of like the political that you had in your previous stuff, or are you kind of trying to get away from that? Personally, when I first started making music, my very first record, Illusions of Power. It's all about social issues. It's all about social inequalities. It's, it's all about, you know, shit that isn't necessarily what I'm rapping about now. Um, and I kind of had this whole persona, like that was all I wanted to talk about. And that was all I wanted to write about. And 
I still, I still stay true to it. Um, to this day and age, like on my last full LP, Kerm Johnson, I had a song called eat the rich, uh, with Victor Mariachi. Shout out to Victor. Love you, Vic. But, um, I'd say currently I have gotten away from it in terms of my own art, but in my personal life, um, and in my personal understanding of the world, I I've definitely kept up with it and I definitely still am in tune to what's going on. Mm -hmm. but it is it is not in my art as much so to say but that's not to say that i won't have times again where you know i get inspired in that in that kind of manner but right you i have been trying to keep it a little more a little more light a little more yeah. light in the uh, last like by a year so right now yeah and then plus like there's just other things that um that kerm wants to talk about at this time you know there's mm -hmm. just other things that i f i feel like i want to say um and, and you'll hear them on my brand new song, Babe Ruth. Aye, produced by aye, aye. Reckless Ryan. You might, dude, I honestly, like, the more I listen to it, I try to listen to it at work and everything, and the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, dude, I'm going to have to do a remix of this where I spit some bars. I might, Bro. I might have to drop a verse on it. Please. Please. <laughs> Please. I might have to, bro. I'm sitting here, and I'm like, man. I could I could run with this flow he's got right now. I could run with it. I could run with it. Not to what make me happier. Hell yeah! I'm gonna I'm, that. I'm gonna try to work on it, man. I'm so, dude. How? Uh, tell me, cause are you still in Georgia, right? Yeah. Okay, dude. Tell me, how has it been up there with COVID, like the whole pandemic this year? So when we were talking, it was still kind of kind of crazy. Then it kind of calmed mm -hmm. down. Then it's still kind of crazy again now. It's like in a weird fucking gray area. Tell me, like, uh, how, dude, yeah, tell, yeah, yeah. How has it been up there with shows and, like, uh, you're performing and stuff? Because, dude, I have been so goddamn fucking busy down here, and it's not complaining. But, Jesus Christ, I have been so goddamn busy down here. Like, it's cool, but I have no time to do everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what, what issues are y'all facing up there? Um, That's a good question. That's a great question. I would say that it's in an extremely gray area right now. Because you have a lot of people out there who are still taking it extremely seriously. You have a lot of people out there, a lot of venues who are like, no, I'm not mm -hmm. doing anything. Um, but then you have a lot of venues who are like, we're open. Everybody come lick my ass. Like, you know, <laughs> you got, you know. and then you got a lot of people who are in the middle and they're like, please wear a mask. But we're not going to make you. Um, you, you know, and, that, and that's where really a lot of businesses, venues, restaurants, you know, yada, yada, yada. A lot of that falls. It's kind of in the middle there. Yeah. Um, yep. And I personally have not played a show still. I, I That's not really something I'm looking to do mm -hmm. at this time. I really feel like I need to be in spaces where concerts are happening, where musicians are hanging out. I need to get used to even being in public. You know, I think that's wild to say, especially thinking of like the how out, outgoing I used to be. But, right. you know, after, you know, closing your doors for like, you know, almost two years now, it feels a little weird getting out there. I actually uh, went to a show this past Sunday and they, it was at a record, it was at a record company, mm -hmm. uh, criminal records, I should say record store, not a record company and uh, criminal records. Right. And it was my friend's band. Um, he was turning 30. Shout out to Quran, his band vessel playing their second show ever. Ooh. Um, yeah, so I was going to see them for their in-store performance, and I got to say it was fucking tasty. I, I saw the that. videos. I saw the videos you posted. They look pretty, pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice little time. There was like maybe 
maybe 30, maybe 40 people, re- real spread out. Very nothing spread out. There was nothing crazy. There was like maybe three people, you know, within six feet of me. And one of them was my girlfriend. There you go. I mean, yeah, got to keep her close by. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, they had a mask mandate and basically they, they wouldn't let you in unless you had a mask. They didn't care about vaccination or proof of test or anything like it was just you had to wear a mask couldn't take it off they didn't sell any drinks had to wear the mask all times right no question i'm cool with that you know i'm good with that there's a lot of shows i've been invited to or i've been asked to perform i've had to, i've had to turn down some performances and that's hard because when i first started doing this all i wanted to do was perform that was my mm-hmm. mission that was my goal was to be on stage i didn't i didn't care about streams i didn't care about features I didn't care about my image. I just wanted to be on stage. I wanted to have a microphone in my hand and be spitting my songs to people. That's my problem right um, now, bro. That's my problem right now. (laughs) All I'm doing is just being on stage, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's a real high. It really is. Like, after I've experienced it, I I do want to go back and do it, but I want to do it the right way. And um, I don't feel like 100% with it being, like, you know, in this weird gray area you know it's a, it's in a strange space where like we're being pretty safe but there's there's still like there's still some room for like error there's still some room for like these these measures to fail us and then on top of that you know a lot of these mass mandates are are like very loosely enforced and it's kind of an honor system and you're always going to have like a couple people at some of these shows who they're just they're just not going to do it you know unless you make them and yeah. that's how people are that's humans we've seen that over the last two years for sure People, you know, sometimes need to be forced to follow the rules. And that sucks. I don't want to be a part of that. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm not like super comfortable with just being in public yet. Mm-hmm. I've started to hang out with friends and like leave the house and like go grocery shopping and like all those things months ago, months ago. But actually being on stage in front of people and performing, that's a whole different thing. Right. You know, it's a wild yeah. thing. It's a wild experience. It's a great experience, but a wild one. And I need to see a couple other people do it first. <laughs> I got <laughs> you. Know? you. I, got I need to see you. a few other. see a few other MCs get up there. Um, Krom wasn't enough. Sorry, Krom. <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I, you know uh, things things have been getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. We've been definitely taking steps, and and I'm with it, and I like it, and um, I just want to do everything right. You know, I don't I don't want to fuck up and, and do something too fast when we've been waiting all this time. I feel you. Yeah, dude, it's crazy, man, because uh, I mean, I'm sure y'all have seen on the news, Texas don't give a fuck, dude. Like, Texas don't give two shits. <laughs> I don't got to watch the news to know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. It's, yeah, it's wild, man. Uh, Texas don't give two fucks, dude. So we've had basically no mask mandate since, like, January. So, like, this, some places, it's still, like, even after the whole, like, no mask mandate, whatever, a bunch of the clubs and, like, restaurants and stuff still did the masks. And this summer, when the numbers started going, you know, way down and everything, it went loosened up and everything. And now you're starting to see it since the numbers kind of, it's weird. The numbers are fluctuating because they're going up and then they go way down and then they go way up and then they go way down. It's weird right now. And uh, so it's like you're seeing some companies that are like mask mandatory and then other companies that are like, we don't care. Like, fuck it. Just come in and give us money. Like it's a, it's at that weird gray area right now. And yeah. yeah, I try to be I try to be safe and everything too. Like uh I try not to just be all hugging up on people and sharing drinks and shit, you know what I'm saying? Just try to watch who I tap up and yeah. 
that too and try to use the hand sanitizer if I have to dap up. Luckily for me, I smoke cigars, so people try to stay away from me anyway. <laughs> people repelling right there. Exactly. I gave somebody a high five today without thinking, and it felt amazing. It felt incredible. Like somebody just like put their hand up after like I said a joke mm-hmm. to high five me. And I just did it. I just did it without even thinking. And it honestly was amazing. It was incredible. It was the first high five I've had, not with like family or like, you know, immediate like friends or something like that. And like two fucking years, you know, like, you don't, you don't even know how much you take high fives for granted until you like experience one again. It's, it's nuts. It's fucking nuts. It's so crazy, dude. Cause like, I feel like, I don't know, Texas, like <laughs> we probably jumped the gun, you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, yeah, dude, like we've been doing this shit for like months down here and like, talking like like this right here this connection right here I, it, it's to me it's crazy that it's still like that you know what i'm saying in other places when we're still in the yeah. same fucking country you feel me we're not that far away from each other yeah you no know, i know exactly what you mean because i have family in florida and i went down to see them for the holidays and every time i went down because i went down i think like three times since covid has happened and every time i go down i'm the only the only motherfucker wearing a mask, the only one. And I'm getting dirty looks. I'm having people (laughs) say some shit to me, you know, like it's ridiculous. You know, like my choice of of what to wear really shouldn't impact you. You know, like if anything, your choice not to wear it is impacting me. But, uh, you know, I'm not even trying to say that, you know, I'm just trying to move on, try and do the right thing in my mind, not judge others and keep going. Because ultimately, what what this really is is it's a failure of government right. it's a failure of our national government it's a failure of our local government it's a failure of our state government the fact that your your state is the way it is right is horrible that's it's horrible that like you know all the officials in texas right everybody responsible deci- decided like nah fuck it whatever right. it's the same thing with georgia it's just i'm lucky that i'm in atlanta you know because it, all of uh, the people who are in charge of Atlanta are at least like, no, nah, we're, we're going to do it. It's just not official. You know? Um, right. Meanwhile, <laughs> fucking Kemp, the governor, Brian Kemp, you know, every moment has to just be like, but remember there's no real mask mandate you know, <laughs> while he's wearing a mask. <laughs> the fuck is that? It's all dude. It's all, uh, it's all theater. It's all wrestling. You know what I'm saying? It is all wrestling. Yeah. No, you're right. It is all wrestling. It's all for show. It's all mm-hmm. theater. Yeah. It's all just character arcs that we don't know about. We don't know who's going to win or lose. We don't know who's going to turn heel on us. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing. They're all heel. They're all heel. Facts. All of them. Have you have you uh, seen the show Heels that's out now? It's on like uh, Showtime or Stars or something. It's no, on- I haven't heard of it. What's, what Dude, is it? it is so lit. It's on Hulu. Like You can watch it on Hulu, but like the channel. Word. Is on, it's on like Stars or Showtime or some shit. So it's a it's a show and it's got the actor from like uh, Green Arrow and shit and uh, dude oh Word. god bro so it's about this dude who inherits like a family wrestling company in Georgia and Duffy is that a, <laughs> is that a town in Georgia is that a legit town Duffy yeah Duffy Georgia I think so I'm gonna Google that real quick yeah me too that's what I'm gonna say that's why I was gonna grab my phone I'll explain I feel like show. I've driven past that. And so Duffy, Georgia in the show is a little small ass town and everything. And so they're a little like small wrestling company and everything. And uh, his dad dies and he inherits it and everything. So he's trying to like bring this wrestling company up and uh, dude, it's, it's insane. Like it's, have you seen Friday night lights? 
I have, yeah. Dude, it's basically Friday Night Lights, but with wrestling instead of football. What? Dude, it is Ooh, so. You selling this? It's lit. You selling this? It's lit. By the way, Duffy Duffy is not a real town in Georgia. It's I'm not. not shocked. I'm not shocked about that. Yeah, it's just fake. Yeah, everything's fake. See, everything's everything's a lie. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> but hell yeah, now the show's legit, dude. It's it's really cool. Um, there's like six episodes out right now. The last, the season finale, episode seven comes out uh, next week. It's on Sundays or whatever. Like I said, it's on Hulu. Check it out, dude. It's legit, and I think you'll like it just because it's wrestling. It has like a bunch of like it breaks down and shit, like how we were doing earlier, talking about heels and selling and push and shit. It breaks like all of that down for like people who don't know what the fuck wrestling is. Yeah, wrestling has its own like language almost. Like there's there's like so many things that they do uh, and they say that I feel like nobody else says it's almost like a fucking it's almost carny talk dude it's almost this fucking circus you know what i'm saying like i mean it's a, i mean yeah yeah it's a hardcore circus bro like i'm telling you it's just a hardcore theater that travels yes yeah. <laughs> yeah no you're right you're definitely right about that it's crazy I, I just can't stand it i can't stand it when someone's just like it's fake i don't respect them and it's just like they still have to work out they still got to be able to like lift the other dude and slam them down and like they're still getting hit they're yeah. still taking bumps. They still get injured, you know. But that's not real to you, I guess. Yeah. So you step in the ring. You try and do a wrestling match, even though it's fake. I'll tell you, you're gonna lose. Yeah. Have you ever seen boxing? <laughs> see, see how you lose. Have you ever <laughs> seen boxing at all? Like, hello. You talk about fake. Have you seen boxing in the last 20, 30 years? Uh, I mean, even the last <laughs> fucking like three years. The last three years is bullshit. Oh my god, mm-hmm. what is Floyd Mayweather doing to boxing? ruining it it's all set up to make more money bro that's all it is it's keeping the rich rich and the poor entertained it's just it's roman 101 the saddest part truly about it though is the people they're getting at this point are people we want to see get the fuck beat out of them right like we want to see the paul Mm -hmm. brothers get destroyed that's why i tune in i'm hoping they get their ass handed to them and in this last fight uh, the dude he was fighting hit him like a couple times and like clearly held him up. Oh, I, yeah. I forget who yeah. he was fighting. Was it Tyrone Woodley? Yeah, Tyrone Woodley. Well, hell, yeah, uh, yeah. what's his face? Fucking Mayweather knocked. What's his face? The fuck out and had to hold his ass up. You see that video? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's happened to him in multiple fights. Um, but it's like just so obvious. It's so obvious, like just of what it is. Like they're just trying to make it to the end so they can both get the same money, both get paid a ton of money, and then just dip. None of the beef is real. Mm-hmm. They're trying to they're trying to pull that beat king. They're trying to get that bread. Then get get that head. Then leave. You know what I'm saying? Get that bread. Get that head. Then leave. Hey, I'm gonna get sued. I'm taking that shit straight to the bank. <laughs> laughing the whole way there. Hell yeah, bro. So tell me, man. Like you tell me, you've been talking about some other stuff that you've been wanting to talk about on the new album, the new EP, whatever, whatever. Tell me, like, what's been influencing you? lately like what what what's been kerm what's kerm been about lately it's gonna sound a little corny it's gonna sound like a little cheesy at first but really what has been inspiring me has been me in this time period kind of going within and kind of searching within myself and trying to kind of figure out where i'm going and like exactly what i'm doing And a lot of it has been internal. And over these past two years, I've had a lot of emotional growth. Um, I've was really depressed throughout most of the pandemic. And I've come out of that funk that I was feeling about a couple months ago. I feel like once I started to see my friends in person again, 
was really the turning point. Mm-hmm. And I feel like these like inner reflections have really done a lot for me and, and what I'm writing about and what I'm doing necessarily. Because there hasn't really been like a lot of new music that I've discovered at least in the last like couple of months or, or like even half of the year. So yeah, I would, I would honestly say in this weird roundabout way that I've been inspiring me in some like real fucked up sense. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> but, dope, bro. but yeah, like I've, I've really just been trying to think about my time on this planet, think about my impact and think about like what exactly I'm trying to leave behind and, and what I'm trying to say. Hell yeah. That's and that's, that's been a lot of the growth. Oh yeah, that's what's up, bro. As long as you don't name something like therapy sessions or some shit, you're good, dude. Like you're fine. <laughs> Just don't fucking name it. Don't name the album therapy sessions with Kerm. Don't do it. No, nah. it's overplayed. No, nah, it, 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 it ain't like that. It ain't like that at all. <laughs> I mean, you'll see the new shit coming out, and you'll be like, "This looks like normal ass Kerm stuff." Hell yeah, you'll hear up. it. You'll hear it though, and you'll be like, "Whoa, what's this?" <laughs> Hell yeah, I can't wait to check it out, bro. You have to send me some little snippets. You have to send me some snippets. Uh, yeah, dude, mm, I, down low. Bet. I've been doing, uh, like, man, so at the beginning, like COVID really, I was like freaking out and everything, you know, once we kind of like more realized how it was, um, you know, not necessarily the most dangerous thing in the world, but still dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Once we had a better mm-hmm. idea yeah. of kind of what it was, uh, things started to change and all this shit. And I actually started like making some decent money at a new job, all this different bullshit. Right. So I kind of started doing that same thing as like doing a bunch of like self-reflecting, doing a bunch of like trying to figure out who the fuck, you know, Ryan was, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, dude, they, I mean, fucking this year is the craziest year of my life in a good way. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what happens when you got to like, you got to figure out who you are and you got to figure out how to make yourself happy. You know what I'm saying? Cause if you don't, then you're going to be hesitant to take on chances. You're going to be hesitant to, explore different things and you never know what's going to happen with that and that's something i need to like redo that because it's been god almost two years now It'll probably be about february march whatever whenever i really started kind of like you know whenever shit really hit the lockdown i started really mm-hmm. being like fuck okay well i can't i have no excuses to go out now you know what i'm saying i can't do anything so i was like fuck all right shit so yeah it's coming up on two years for me of like a real big like hardcore like month-long self-reflection type thing and shit and changing a bunch of priorities and shit yeah and i'm thinking i need to do one soon as well man uh there's some there's some stuff man i want to change you know what i'm saying i'm the the one who makes those changes so i have to be the one to force myself to change so like i want to get back to going to the gym i want to like chill on the drinking your boy been drinking a little too much you know what i'm saying so i have to like too much pumpkin spice baby too much pumpkin spice too much recklessness man i don't know it's it's too easy bro like it's too easy to get too reckless and so it's like i'm having to like chill with that learn how to like take my breath calm down you don't need to drink it every fucking thing you do after i kill the pumpkin spice bud light you know it's still a work in progress i'm I'm not perfect (laughs) i got one question for you mr reckless ryan what to do are you eating your damn vitamins i am i am on that all right you've been listening to the podcast that is the number one thing i stayed on this year is eat your damn vitamins and fish oil pills hey baby there you go every day bro well almost every day i'm not perfect almost every day i take my my uh my multivitamins got a bunch of zinc b12 b6 vitamin c all the good shit and iron calcium all that shit and then i take like three or four thousand milligram fish oil pills i'm feeling good you know what i'm saying you get them burps uh no no i don't straight up 
I switched to algae oil. Um, I haven't been taking it recently, but it was because I couldn't deal with the fish burps. I would take fish oil, right? Mm-hmm. And just the rest of the day, I'd burp and taste fish, even though I didn't eat really? no fish. It was disgusting. It was it, 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 it honestly would make me like kind of gag. And it, it's not cute. It's not cute when you didn't eat fish and you're tasting fish like every oh, no, 45 would, minutes or some shit. Yeah, I'd vomit. I hate like I can't do fish. I, I don't eat fish like I want to. I, I, I can't stand the flavor at all. So I take fish. Oh, I remember fish. you saying that. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember us talking about seafood. I remember that shit. Yeah. But yeah. um, that's wild to me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to like it, bro. I just my tongue does not like that shit. It doesn't, bro. Yeah, your taste buds. For real. Yeah, I gotta yeah. sit there and like just soak it in like Tabasco. That's what I gotta start doing. Just fucking dump a gallon of Tabasco on it. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if it's healthy anymore. Get that American flavor. Yeah. Let's sit there and just Americanize <laughs> it. When we do nothing but whiskey and Tabasco on it. <laughs> I can't tell you about how many friends I've had that were waitresses or waiters um, in Daytona Beach back from when I lived there. And they would get like old ass motherfuckers requesting steaks with a bowl of ketchup, oh. with a goddamn bowl of ketchup to dip their steaks in. Ugh. Who the fuck ruined a perfectly good steak? Oh, what the old, fuck is that? Old white motherfuckers in Florida. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Overpaying for a steak that they're just drenching in fucking ketchup. Everything is a vessel for ketchup for some Americans. Well, I don't understand it. You're not a steak sauce guy, are you? Not really, no. What what I like to eat with a steak, honestly, is peppers, onions, and mushrooms. Okay. That's what I want with my steak. See, I like on mine, I, I like a little salt and pepper, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah, it depends, like it depends on what I'm eating with it. I don't I don't like mushrooms. I wish I did. Don't. I'm I'm, I'm a picky mm. eater, man. I know I'm picky. And so um I can do like, you know, where they do like the butter and the rosemary and shit. I, whatever, I'll eat that shit, but that ain't me. I like I like to make my own steaks. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm a Southern dude, bro. I like to make my own shit. You know, I like to mangle yeah. my own meat. You know what I'm saying? And so <laughs> reckless meats. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I do a little salt and pepper. I like to do uh, seasoning salt instead of like regular salt. Cause, cause it has a little extra in it. You know what I'm saying? A little extra flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little seasoning I got salt, you. little pepper. And I use this thing. It's uh, like McCormick hamburger seasoning. Just throw a little dash on there, man. It brings out like a whole extra. I mean, it's crazy. It's fucking good as shit. Put a little Worcestershire on there. Flip it, flip it. That's that good shit right there. Mm. That good shit right there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made steak like. Uh, what was it like two weeks ago came out Oof. perfect Hell it was yeah. great you know when you like take a steak off and it's like just pink enough yes and then it has look at us little... two men being bros look yeah, at us we're talking about steaks saying. steaks and pumpkin spice beer <laughs> yeah, it's the steak hour on the podcast uh, you know what i'm saying this is talking reckless man we talk about it all you know what i'm saying so uh yeah no dude it's uh, uh this is what i like to talk about like i know on the older episode did you go back and listen to the old episode like super recently but i have listened to it since so i listened to it like two or three days ago and uh i'm sitting there talking like this for every question and shit i was totally trying to be a character and now i just don't give a fuck like you know you get full reckless on here bro i don't give two shits we gonna talk about what the fuck ever you know you've listened to the newer ones we just oh yeah we're talking man it's it's better bro like the conversation's better the fucking the people get to know who you are you know what i'm saying like everybody knows i take my motherfucking vitamins you know what i'm saying everybody knows <laughs> it's part yeah. of the damn show now yeah I'm it's gonna, canon baby yeah i'm gonna have to set it up to where whoever i have on we take a vitamin together on the show i'm gonna have to set that up at some point <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you know what you really got to do? What's up? You got to make your own brand of vitamins. And Yo. then you have a segment where you and the guests take your vitamins and they yes. could be called like the, the reckless vitamins or like the reckless know, some shit. The, the reckless mints. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Dude, that would be bomb. That'd be bomb. So here's the deal, man. A lot of these vitamins are bullshit that you see at the store, man. Like if you actually check the labels and shit, they're bullshit. Oh, bro. yeah. Like a lot of like, especially these name brands, like the one a days, bro, those motherfuckers are ass, dude. They don't have shit in them, dude. Like straight up. You got to take like two, three of them hoes to get like what I take on my little dude. I take great. I take a Winco, just a Winco name brand. That's it, dude. They have so much shit in that little vitamin. It's insane. Granted, it's probably not like the like the, the freshest, you know what I'm saying? It's probably like powders and shit instead of like yeah. the organic greens and stuff. I can't but what's afford- really fresh? Well, not only that, dude, I can't afford fucking $40 a pill. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't rich. My fire, I'm yeah, you ain't LeBron James. Yeah, You can't invest a million dollars in your body. I ain't Joe Rogan. The fuck I look like? I might be bald. I ain't Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Throwing <laughs> on some crazy shit right now. He is on some crazy shit, dude. It's uh, he's on some crazy shit. I listen to. I, I love the Joe Rogan podcast. I just love it. I love the flow of it. I love the random people he has on. I just, I love it. And it's entertaining. Uh, it's it is entertaining. It's, yeah. And like we talked about, it's all wrestling, right? So fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Like he's having some crazy people on, man. And he's had some yeah. crazy ideas lately. This is why you don't. Yeah, I mean, this is why you don't follow everything celebrities say. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, like it's so wild to see his arc, right? Because mm-hmm. like I started listening to Joe Rogan because uh, one of my roommates I lived with in college was like, "Dude, you gotta listen to this podcast." Like you have to. And I was just like, "Podcast? I don't even really know what that is." Right. Like, and then, right. Because he was like one of the first to do it. Yeah. And. um we started listening together and I listened like every day or like every, every like episode at that time period. Right? I don't remember how like common it was. And I remember in particular, he had Joey Coco Diaz on like six times in that year. And that's my favorite comedian. That's, that's my all time favorite comedian. I love him. He's hilarious. Uh, he's maybe one of my favorite celebrity stoners, but, um, to see him going from like, Oh yeah, I'm just having fun with my boys to like, I'm taking Envirovectin and like mm-hmm. you, you are too. Uh, like it's just like whoa, um, you know it, it's it's wild that now he's giving medical advice, and yeah. he used to just smoke weed to be entertaining. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like what he went on to be, and he's getting paid millions of dollars to do it at the same time. Yep. So it's it's uh, it's just chaotic on all ends. You know, I, I've I've gone back and uh, I've watched like maybe five or six episodes of Fear Factor in the last like two months. And I can still enjoy it. You know, it's, it's no shade to Joe. But it is super weird seeing him so young and he has hair. Right. And he's like, you know, he, he's just like, oh, I'll eat a fucking cockroach. And he just eats one. And then like, you know, he's just out here like telling people <laughs> what to do. It's crazy. It's crazy that this man who was like, eat these bull testicles, like is now like, just like, take this vaccine. Like, or like, take this, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, what the fuck? It's funny uh, as it's fuck crazy. too, because I'll, I'll give him his little benefit, whatever, right? Um, he does say on the episodes, he's like, I am a meathead UFC commentary comedian. 
don't do what the fuck I say to do. <laughs> he says that, like, I listened to the Burt Kreischer one. He put out, it's like a two part, it's like a five fucking hour interview. And they say that like 20 times because they start off sober. And by the end of it, they're so drunk, dude. It is so fucking funny. It's so. I mean, that's Burt. Yeah, dude. Guaranteed. That guy had his shirt off, nipples out, 20 minutes in, if that, <laughs> if that. Listen, by the end of that first beer, that guy's shirt was off. Oh yeah, this is there smoking cigars and shit. He's shirtless and shit. Oh, it's great. You I bet that's it. his whole brand. His whole brand is taking his shirt off. Is wild. <laughs> He's funny I though. I know. He's a funny it's, dude. It's crazy, man. Like the branding now is so it's so simple, but it's so effective for a lot of different people. Like the, the no shirt, yeah, the mustache, yeah, 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 dude. So hey, in case in case anyone's new, explain the difference with Kerm and Kerm Johnson. So Kerm is the persona. Kerm is the artist. Kerm is the brand. Kerm Johnson was an album that I released and I decided to basically kind of take on this character. And really the character is just a filthier version of me with a mustache. That's it. The, the imaging and the branding behind Kerm Johnson, the album has been so successful that often people think my artist name is Kerm Johnson. Like a lot of people think that like I am Kerm Johnson. It's an <laughs> album I made, and like yeah, I still rock the mustache, but um, but yeah, a lot of people love the whole Kerm Johnson thing, and um, I think it would have kept going in all honesty if if like I didn't stop playing shows. I mean, literally the moment last that I was on stage was March 9th of twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. Time is weird. Time is so mm -hmm. weird. Time is um, fake, but bro. it was a Monday night. It is fake. Just like how everything's fake. Including Real shit. Like I wasn't, that was uh, a joke though. It is time is fake as shit, bro. Cause there's like, there's no way, bro. This pandemic has been 20 years long. I swear to God. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it has been like way longer than we think it has been. And we just got people just running the show back there. It's insane, <laughs> just, just steering the fucking car right off a cliff. Um, but the last time that I performed was was right before the pandemic. And it, it was like literally right before lockdown. I remember by the end of the week, it was just like hell, fire and brimstone and everyone clutching their pearls, thinking that they were dead next, like that they were going to go. And I played a Monday night. I played a fucking Monday night show at the bakery, now gone, um, sadly. And there was tons of people at that show. Like we had like over a hundred people. The venue made like a couple hundred dollars. I made a couple hundred dollars, split it all up with the artists. After I ended up paying everybody, didn't take a dime. And then I had to clean the joint afterwards. Mm. That's, that's really surreal. When you're playing to a, like, um, like a real big audience on a Monday night, and then you still got to clean up afterwards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's some real shit. That's the shit behind the scenes you don't get to see. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I made so much money that night that the venue was just like, we want to have you back and do this again next month. And you know, it didn't happen for obvious reasons, but that was, that was during like the buildup to Kerm Johnson. You know, that was two months before the record came out. And, um, I really think that like COVID nuked everything that I had going. And it's because I didn't really understand how to respond. And also I was waiting for like the first couple months I was waiting for it to end because all of us were being told, oh, this is going to be fine in a couple of weeks. Or like, oh, give it a month. This will be, uh, it's going to go away. Yeah, whatever. Right. You know, we were just being told repeatedly, like, you know. <clears throat> Two weeks to stop the spread. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, or this will be done by Easter. 
um, you know, so many different timelines uh, were given and all of them were short-sighted and, you know, frankly, they still are. But um, for the first few months, I was really just waiting. I was just like, all right, I'll just wait it out. See what happens. And I'll just get back to what I was doing. And that waiting, you know, turned into half a year. And, and then like, there was a moment where, you know, the light bulb went off and I was just like, okay, this shit's not going to end anytime soon. But by then I was so depressed and so unmotivated and so captivated by what's happening in our country that I didn't necessarily feel compelled to put anything out. Right. Um, you know, with, with everything that was going on um, since the George Floyd incident, you know, that's not even where my mind was. My mind wasn't on like, Oh, I need to put a song out or like, I need to, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right to, to, to do anything like that. Right. Um, you know, but it, it, it's, it's just, it's so crazy. It's so crazy to think that we're still kind of in this, but we're not, you know, like we kind of are, but we aren't. It's such a weird gray area. Yeah. Like, like you said, it is a fucking gray area. Emphasis yeah. on the fucking fucking, Hell yeah, dude. Oh yeah, no, it's wild, man. It's um it's definitely it's like words don't even make sense anymore for it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's such a weird just it's just a weird feeling, man. Like, I don't know, man. It's 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 people literally it's like you said earlier, it's a failure of government, it's a failure of yeah. honestly, it's a failure of like human de- decency because it's oh like, yeah we probably could have stopped this if the companies would have just paid the employees to stay home for a month. And I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. Some companies couldn't have did it. Couldn't have done it. Whatever. I get it. They couldn't afford it. I get it. I understand it. Cool. I get it. Whatever. Those same companies probably ain't fucking around right now, or at least I guarantee about 65% of them aren't around. You're right about that. So, and look at what it cost. You know what I'm saying? We could have been done what really hit March, what we could have been done maybe by the end of April, you know what I'm saying? If they just were like, hey, we're going to halt all bills, you know what I'm saying? Or even if they didn't have companies paying, right? If they're just like, yo, hey, uh, we're going to halt the bills. We're going to figure out how to break this down. It's just like a fucking interest loan, you know what I'm saying? We're going to figure out we're going to add 20 bucks to your bill every month for electric until it's paid off. You get what I'm saying? There's some things that could have happened, but... But they didn't human decency is gone greed is king it's just bullshit yeah no i i like a million percent agree with that because not every company could afford to do that right right however why the fuck are we expected as individuals to have six months worth of savings Mm -hmm. and these companies got two weeks worth of payroll before Mm -hmm. the pandemic before covid not to mention you got all these fucking restaurants, all these companies, all these businesses that are surviving off of weak labor. They're surviving off of small wages. They are surviving off exploiting their workers. Mm-hmm. Their whole business is not about selling. Okay, you know, uh, uh, let's let's take Burger King for example. Their business isn't about selling burgers. No, their business is about exploiting the people who work there for cheap labor to make the ends meet. That is the business. So many of these businesses that are whining that they can't afford to play, uh, pay employees what unemployment has given them. That's not the employee's fault. All these people out here, they're getting a better shake. They're getting a better deal by sitting on their fucking ass. I'd do it too. If mm-hmm. I was in a situation like that, I'd be like, yeah, fuck you. I'm not going to work. I'm just going to sit here and do nothing right. and get paid more. 
Ultimately, it's the employers. You should value your employees, invest in your employees. You should treat them like family. You should put them into the business. You should be given out more of the money that you're getting. I think in America, the greed truly is so much worse than so many other places in the world. And all this has done is just put it on full display. It's put it on full fucking display. The fact that anybody is making more money in sitting on their ass, not working, than they could have made working, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous that there are jobs out there paying less than what that would be. Crazy. It's crazy too, man, because it's like, I don't remember what company it is. I wish I had a uh, Jamie or someone that could look it up real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like Joe Rogan has. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I remember this company got either a PPE loan or something. They got billed out. They got, they got something. Okay. And it was specific. Oh, I remember who the fuck you're talking about. Yep. I don't remember the name, but I, I I remember this story too. Yep. It was specifically supposed to be so they could keep jobs. That motherfucking CEO banked and it was like a hundred million dollars or some shit. It was like, it was fat cash. Motherfucker banked it as a bonus and let go of 4,000 employees. Heartless. That, that right is there. Heartless. That right there should be death penalty in the story, bro. Because that's, they what, say that for the government, right, for its treason is the reason to overthrow or whatever, right? Like, isn't it in the Constitution or, Constitution or some shit that if the United States government commits treason against its uh, citizens or some shit, we have the right to overthrow? I believe something, paraphrasing, like that is in the fucking Constitution. That right there should also constate about or constitute about these fucking CEOs fucking over everyone that sits there and makes this motherfucker rich man because we ain't getting shit dude we can, barely, we can barely afford to pay our fucking bills and like you were saying we're supposed to have six months of savings dude half of these fucking companies folded within the first month of covid exactly exactly why are those same expectations not applied to them mm-hmm. why are they not like given that it's because corporations have more rights than an individual in america mm-hmm. Businesses are valued more than human life is. It's so evident. I mean, what kind of relief did individuals get? Oh, here's here's twelve hundred dollars. Hope that hope hope you're all right. Yeah. Bye, bitch. Yeah, by you're the time, evicted if you don't pay your rent, by the way. Yeah, by the time that uh, breaks down, by the time we're gonna get another one, it breaks down to a dollar ninety two a day. Hope you can live yeah, off that. If that. <laughs> terrible, terrible. They they didn't have nobody and. There's so many companies too that could have been like, you know what? Yeah, we can afford to do it. We'll we'll still give you your wages. We'll shut down everything. That way, you know, you and your family can be all right. But no, nah, fuck you and your family. Like that's that's literally how all employers were over this whole time period. You know, very few probably acted correctly. And ultimately, again, it goes back to the government because if the government really, you know, like wanted to, they, they could have had our backs. They could have supported us. We mm-hmm. saw other countries get that kind of support, and we know what America is capable of. Not to mention, when the stock market was free falling, we fucking injected how much money into that just for yeah. it to get eaten up. Yep. Don't ever let somebody tell you that that you know you're not entitled to something, or that we, we we as American people can't afford this or that. You know, for your kids or for you or whatever. We can afford to do whatever the fuck we want. We're the ones printing the goddamn money. We can do whatever the goddamn fuck we want. Well, it's it's insane, too, because it's like this was basically the Great Depression, too. Or if two, if you want to count 2008, this is like the Great Depression three. Right. And so it's like, dude, what did they do back in the Great Depression? 
FDR or FTR, whatever the fuck, whoever it was. They ate dust. Well, they started rolling out the fucking uh, unemployment. They started rolling out social security. That's all. That's all shit from that era. That's all shit from that era. It was ways to try to get people money. Was it perfect? No, not at all. It was a lot fucking more than this little bullshit that they were doing. It was a fucking weekly or a monthly thing. And it was insane, dude. Like, it's, it's, it's fucking crazy. But, hey, we're going to sit here and throw it all at corporations because because you know what i'm saying like because yeah also like how many once in a lifetime events are people in our age bracket expected to live through i mean you know like you brought up like the 2008 recession and you know that was billed as like this is a once in a lifetime event this will never happen again and (laughs) here we are you know and like it's just like how many how many like 9-11 was something that happened to us like really young in life you know if you're in your 20s right now you know that was something that happened to you like really young mm-hmm. you go through the recession your parents might lose your job that was only like you know fucking like five six years after the 9-11 we've been right? at war since we've been alive yeah i mean <laughs> it doesn't I mean, end it doesn't end no you know all it is is just pain suffering and bullshit <laughs> Hey, try adding the goddamn Texas ice storm to it, man. Try living through that shit. <laughs> yeah, Ted Cruz don't give a fuck. No, nah, hell no. I pulled a Ted Cruz. I was like, dude, fuck it. We're going to Florida, uh, to uh, California. I was like, fuck it. I'm pulling my fuck out. Ted Cruz card. <laughs> I had to get out, bro. Like, the Walmarts, they had no power and shit, dude. So I ran out of food, man. So it was like, guess we're going somewhere because you can't get food. You can't drive. So yeah, we we got That's lucky. wild. Yeah, we got lucky. We had a cool, um, we had a cool lift that came through with a nice ass truck and everything. It was no problem. The motherfucker was like, "How y'all doing? Where y'all going?" <laughs> <laughs> For real, it was crazy, man. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I I talk about that with some homies of mine uh, a couple months ago. Dude, we lived through so much crazy shit. Y two K. I mean, yeah. My mom was one of the biggest believers and uh i say that because i don't really you know i didn't get to talk to people when i was you know four and five like that (laughs) but um i remember um i have this vivid memory of my mother like holding me um and just just being like the computers the computers like why'd you gain like oh my god and I don't know how much of that memory is like totally accurate, right? Right. Uh, so, sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. If you listen to this, and you're just like, "What the hell is he talking about?" Um, but she believed in it. She like full on believed in it. She'll deny it now. She really believed that like the world was going to end. And I still don't really understand the rationale behind that. Like, you know, I wasn't an adult then. I I didn't like you know go through the build up and watch the news and yada 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 blah blah blah. But seriously. Y'all you know, thought the computers had, were just going to, what, kill us? We had that twice, Explode? bro. We had Y2K and then fucking uh, 2012. 2012. I didn't believe in 2012, though. I didn't believe in it at all. Not once. There was a goddamn movie that was coming out, like, the same year. I know. I know. <laughs> like, like, once I, like, was seeing that, I was like, there's there's no way the world's really ending. I wouldn't make a movie about it. Like, no. no there's, no. there's no way. Nah, dude. It's, it's crazy, man. I Yeah. Like you said, it's like... Every four or five years, it's something else, bro. We had uh, yeah, we had what uh, SARS or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, I mean swine flu was what twenty ten. Yeah, dude. And then we Ebola had, was right after that. Ebola, yeah, dude. We fuck now we got malaria, this right while the mosquitoes and shit. Remember when the mosquitoes were real bad that one year? 
Yeah, and then now we got all these variants too. So it's not just COVID nineteen; it's COVID Delta variant. I feel real bad for like these companies too. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like oh, the coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs> and like the Delta variant. Like, who the fuck's coming up with these names? Hey, you know who I feel real bad about to to end this episode up pretty quick. Whatever happened to the the giant killer wasps? Oh, <laughs> fuck, man. Uh, what happened to them those hearts? giant killer wasps? I don't know what really happened to them, but I am so thankful that y'all didn't come for me. I hate wasps. You mean I don't lying. even know how I'd fuck with a giant one. You ain't lying. Kerm, is there anything else you want to chat about, my man? Anything you want to bring up that I forgot to bring up about your music, about your life story, about anything? Oh, well, you know, first of all, you know, you didn't <laughs> tell the listeners how beautiful I am. My, my luscious long locks, my thick. Amazing mustache. Oh, don't worry. When I, throw up the promo, when I throw up the promo, it's just going to be you just staring at them through the screen. Oh, that'll be great with this little, uh, this little diagonal uh, from the bottom view that you got of me right here. Yeah, I haven't decided when to throw the video up. I don't think I'm going to throw the video up just because it's dark on my screen. And then, yeah, we're at a weird angle for you. I'm just saying eh, we're just going to keep it audio, I think, on this yeah, one. I got the iPad on the desk. Yeah, hey, it's all good, bro. Like I said, my I have this little little nasty webcam right here it's like the colors all every time the color changed bro like nasty dirty uh, mm, uh, stinking smell it from over here smell it you can smell the old webcam um but uh closing notes i want to say thank you so much for having me back oh hey, no this problem. podcast because i really appreciate you it's always fun to get a little reckless every now Hell and again yeah. Yeah. um i would say to all your listeners out there to keep an eye out for tunes from the cutting room floor an ep that i'm releasing with grandmaster wave of the rap group from atlanta visibly in light as well as keep an eye out for my next single produced by reckless ryan oh and then uh we we got we got something else uh somewhat together dropping soon too i don't i don't have an official date for that one just yet but, but that's gonna be coming out soon Tell them what it is. Oh, okay, I can drop. I can drop the info. Yeah, you got it. Oh shit! So, hey, Kerm got this track out. It's been out for a little bit now, but he just dropped the video uh, about a week or two ago. It's called "Everywhere," and we got a little Reckless Ryan remix coming real soon. Should be out by the end of the month. Uh, we're still working on a date on it, but it should be out pretty, pretty quick, pretty quick. So you're gonna hear it end of October, start of November, somewhere in there, something a little fancy like that. I want to salt bait a little, a little Reckless on his stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, we're gonna get into it. And uh, Kerm, I actually have. One more question for you that's on my mind. Hey, well, it sounds like you got something to say. Have you thought about starting a podcast, man? You got you got the voice for it. You got the flow for it. Ah, I'm a little torn. I'm a little torn about that one. Um, I, I've gone back and forth on it. I've thought about it for sure. And people have told me before. Definitely people have been like, hey, I like listening to your voice. It sounds so nice. Mm, please, Kerm, can I get some more of that? Oh, Kerm, <laughs> I love you. Um, you know, you know, typical messages I get from the fans. Um, shout out to the real ones, though. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Personally, I, I feel like I really just don't have the time for it. And I feel like it would be unfair of me to put it out and then, like, you know, like, go a few months and then another episode comes out or, you know, something like that. Right. Cause I'm really trying to stay consistent with everything that I am doing. And, and that almost feels like too much. 
and uh, I'm still you're trying to take on more stuff. You're preaching to the damn choir, dude. Trust me, I oh, feel that. I know. Yeah, you are wild. I mean, the right <laughs> word is reckless. But I mean, I can't believe all the shit you got going on, man. I feel like every time I hit up social media, I feel like I see you in the top couple posts because I'm always liking your shit. Yes, sir. And I appreciate the support. Hey, you have to. You got to show love. You got to show love, especially to all the people out there showing love to you. You, know, you, you have to. Otherwise, always. what fucking person are you? I mean, like, that's like literally you're holding the door open for me. Right? And then that's like me walking through it. And then there's another door right after that. And that's like me opening that door and immediately closing it. Not even just letting it close. Like, that's like me just closing it. That's like me. You're coming up to the door and you're like, oh, come hold the door open for me. And I'm like, no, bitch. I, I'm closing the door behind me. I'm not even letting that bitch close. I am bro. closing it so it closes faster. Uh, bro, part of my, like, inner reflection is, like, not fighting anymore. You know, being like, you know, it's not worth it. You got kids, reckless. Dog, I would swing on a <laughs> motherfucker on sight if... <laughs> If I, if, I open, if I open the door and they walk through and just close that shit immediately, I'd be like, oh, all right, then, motherfucker, let's go. I would do immediately. I would swing that door open. And I'd be like, what up, bitch? Like, shit. Well, now, now that I know that I'm locking the door after I close it, so you can't get to me. Um, but no, nah, you got you to gotta show love. Um, so I feel like I always see you promoting something. I feel like I always see you like, you know, getting attached to like a show flyer or like something uh, releasing or, or even just being consistent and just posting something. Um, so, you know, I know you're prolific. I know you got shit going on. And I know you grinding because I know you got the fam. I know you got the, the job, the nine to five, not necessarily nine to five though. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. I just know you got a lot going on. And despite all that, you're still hitting the ground running and you're so passionate and it's, it's honestly an inspiration to see and understand exactly what you have going on. And then to hear everything that you put out and then to be like, Oh shit, this is good. I like this. <laughs> and then to understand like probably how little amount of time you actually have, you know, it's just like, fuck, you know, <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Sincerely. Uh, my, of course. my, my reply game has been awful. Uh, I'm just gonna let everyone else who know listens or if they made it this far, right? I'm gonna, yeah, dude. I have to like apologize to people because, dude, like, not to, not to like this isn't me bragging because it's it's not like that, dude. If I if I show my damn notifications, it's literally all day and night just fucking popping off, dude. I mean, you messaging too many people, Ryan. You messages so many people. Shit, 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 you gotta work, bro. You gotta work while you're sleeping. You know what I'm saying? You gotta earn money while you're sleeping. And so you write about that. Yeah, man, it doesn't stop, bro. And that's that's like I've talked about on here before. The greatest thing about social media is you officially unlock the world. You know what I'm saying? Before you'd have to take a plane, a boat, you know, whatever to fucking Africa, to Europe, whatever, right? Dude, no, no, no. All I have to do now is send a fucking message. It instantly gets there. I wait until they see it. Might be five, six hours. The club don't close, baby. It's a 24-7 club. They don't close at two. They don't close at four. The club is 24-7. There's motherfuckers in and out of that shit all day, all night. So, dude, that's why I post random shit. That's why I post the things that I post, bro. It's like try to be uh, easy to relate to. You know what I'm saying? And try to, like like you said, dude, I try to be as supportive as possible because if one of us eats, like, in the scene, I'm hoping all of us eat. You know what I'm saying? If one of Facts. us gets big, yeah, dude, if one of us gets big in the scene, that should trickle down. I mean, may not be from that person, but just from the attention to the city. You know what I'm saying? So I try to help everybody that I can. And a lot of the times it ain't returned. And, like, 
I'm still a little gangster, you know. I'm like, all right, fuck you then. But I'm still like, you know what I'm saying? Repost. <laughs> yeah, because it's so it's so easy. It's so easy to show love, and I think that's how I want to end this. Is just saying thank you, you know, for having me on. And um, if you're out there, spread some love, show some oh, yeah. love, because otherwise, no one's gonna fuck with you. No one's ever gonna fuck with you in this world. You have to meet people where they are, and where they are, that's for you to find out. Facts. That's wise words from the current daddy. <laughs> hey hey clean your room there you go hell yeah go all right man uh let us know where we can find you at so we can follow up with you on the socials word um i think they're the same as this last this last episode that i did but i'll hit them again um you can find me on instagram at 21 kerm that is 21 c-u-r-m and you can find me on facebook at big fat kerm um, those are probably the two best places to find me. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Spotify. I'm on all the streaming services, um, under just Kerm. So, you know, just type in that C U R M and you'll find me. And soon I'm going to be linked to reckless Ryan's pages because yes, we'll be dropping that motherfucking single. Hell yeah. Be on the lookout for that. And uh, if you haven't already go check the first episode of talking reckless with Kerm, I believe it's like episode three or four. It's real early on. Listen to the evolution Apparently. of just how we talk. You know what I'm saying? Like anyone who's like, if they're thinking about getting a podcast, if they're thinking about doing music and stuff, there's a lot of game in a lot of these episodes. These two specifically, we talk a lot about what you should do in the scene, how the scene kind of changed over the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of info in this shit. So go check it out. Uh, go show Kerm some love. And uh, until please. Uh, yeah please 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 until next time uh this was talking reckless with reckless ryan and peace